Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 513, Off the Beaten Path. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. My first car was a 1982 Ford EXP, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share a lesson I learned the summer after high school graduation. Well, here we are. Happy Monday to you. I hope that you had a great weekend. I hope you are ready for a fantastic week ahead. I've got a challenge for you in today's episode, but before we get to that, let's get to the fun fact of the day. We're talking about cars in today's episode, or at least cars are a part of the story. And so I thought the fun fact section for today might be good if I filled it with some car facts. In fact, I thought I would take a look at the best-selling cars of all time. And you can look at that from a couple of different ways, like what's the best-selling cars of all time, regardless of who made it, what country, you know, globally, what are the biggest? Uh, We could look at it like what are the biggest for each manufacturer or what are the biggest from each country or in each country. So we're going to look at it a couple of different ways. So the first little list I have for you is what was the first major milestone hit by a car? What was the Ford Model T? Okay, it was produced from 1908 until 1927, and the total sales over that time were 16.5 million, and it was the first car to achieve 1 million in sales, and 5 million in sales, and then 10 million in sales, and then 15 million in sales, and this is staggering. By 1914, it was estimated that 9 out of every 10 cars in the world were Fords. That's Incredible. Now, let's look at which car broke that 15 million record. Well, that car was the Volkswagen Beetle, which was produced from 1938 until 2003. And the sales for the Volkswagen Beetle reached 21,529,464. So it was the first car to reach 20 million units sold. And then lastly here, the Toyota Corolla. And it's produced from 1966 until the present, still making those. And it beat the 20 million mark. In fact, it was the first car to achieve the 40 million mark. Yeah, 40 million Toyota Corollas have been sold over that time. All right, so here's a couple other ways to look at this. Here are some of the highest selling cars in various countries. In Australia, that car is the Ford Falcon. And it was produced from 1960 until the present, and it has sold over 3 million cars. Now, I don't think they make this car in the U.S. anymore, or they don't sell it in the U.S., but it was a great car back in the day. My college roommate had one, and it was a 1966, I think. It was a column shifter, and it was a lot of fun. In the United Kingdom, the highest-selling car of all time, this should be no surprise, it's the Morris Mini. And it was produced from 1959 until 2000, and it sold over 5.5 million units. And here in the U.S., some of you might know this, the best-selling car of all time is the Ford F-150. It's been produced from 1948 until the present, and it has sold over 34 
million units. So here are some of the highest selling cars by brand. Chevrolet, the highest selling Chevrolet of all time is the Chevrolet Impala. It was produced from 1958 until the present, and I think it went out of production for a while there in the middle of that, and it has sold 13 million units. For Honda, we drive one of these, the Honda Civic, been produced from 1972 until the present, and they have sold 16.5 million Honda Civics. And the last one we'll look at for today, the Mercedes-Benz. The Germans are obviously well known for their cars. We had to throw in one of those. The Mercedes-Benz C-Class has sold 6.9 million units from 1993 until the present. So how about you? Do you drive one of those cars that got mentioned in today's fun fact? Pretty interesting. Well, I would love for you to drive your way over to our feedback page and leave your Friday Forum contribution. It's uh, simply your stories of life, the lessons that you have learned. And I'm going to circle back around to this at the end of today's episode, and you'll, you'll see why or hear why, I guess, then. But I would love to have your contribution for this Friday or a future Friday. You can do that by calling 304-837-2278 and leave your story on our voice message system or go over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback where you can typey-typey it out or use the SpeakPipe widget or even upload an audio file. So... Lots of ways to contribute, and you are invited to be a part of the Friday Forum. Well, here's what I learned yesterday. Like many of you, I'm sure, I was not given a car for my 16th birthday. Now, as I've mentioned before, I got my first car when I was 18, and only after I had saved up enough money to pay for it on my own. I don't remember how much I paid for it, but I do know that the car was a 1982 Ford EXP, as I said in the intro today. And that baby had a whopping 70 horsepower and a four-speed manual transmission, and I loved that car. Now, do me a favor. Let's take a trip down memory lane. What was your first car? Where'd you buy it? What color was it? What was wrong with it? I mean, every car, at least first car, seems to have something wrong with it, right? So what was wrong with yours? How did it feel the first time you started it up? Do you remember your first date in that car? What memories do you have with it and your friends? What's your favorite memory of that car? Is your mind racing back, back in time to that first car? I mean, there's something special about your first car, isn't there? My first car really wasn't all that special. I mean, the car itself. Obviously, it was special to me. But, I mean, it had a sporty look to it, but at 70 horsepower, it wasn't the least bit sporty in reality. It had only two seats. And so my memories in that car are nearly entirely of me and just one other person at a time. Now, there was one time where I stuffed five kids from church into that car, and we drove to Oklahoma City to go bowling or something like that. Now, I got the car right around the time that I graduated high school, and that was a crazy summer. I was trying to save up as much money as possible before I started college in the fall, and so I worked two jobs that summer. The first job had me waking up very early so that I could pick up a friend, drive about 15 minutes to the next town, and then start work, I think it was at around 7.30. And then I got off of that job at around 4. I had to go home, 
change clothes, and then report to my second job by 5 p.m. And I worked there until after midnight. I went home, and I did the whole thing again the next day, or at least nearly every day. My second job was at McDonald's, as we've talked about, and that was a part-time job. So I did have an occasional day off, but I wanted all the hours I could get, and they pretty much gave them to me, and so I was on the schedule nearly every day. And so, as you can imagine, it was exhausting. On at least one occasion, I fell asleep while driving home from the first job and woke up as my car began to veer off the road. Now, if you've ever done that, you know how frightening that is. I was 18, I was just starting my life as an adult, and even though I was exhausted, I loved the freedom. The job I worked at during the day was just a summer job, as I said, and it was at an arts program organized by the county. Each weekday in one of the schools at the county seat, we taught students various arts such as drama, dance, photography, and painting, and a few other things, I think. I helped out in each area, but mostly I helped out with photography. Now, the arts have always been important to me, and so this was one of the few times that I actually got to participate in them in some way. The drive from my house to the school was only 11 miles, and of those 11 miles, nine of them had to be driven on Route 66. However, the last two miles were not restricted to that road. When I left my house, most days I would stop just after a couple of miles and pick up a high school friend, Nathan. He was about three or maybe four years younger than me, and so he was a student at the camp. So Nathan would jump into the passenger seat of my Ford EXP, and we'd hop back onto Route 66, and we'd head toward town. And like most teenagers, we'd listen to the radio, talk about life, and just enjoy the short little drive. Once we approached the town, I'd often pick a random route. I wasn't fluent with every road in the town, since it wasn't the one that I lived in, but I had a good sense of direction, and I knew which direction we needed to go. Besides, the town was still very small, and it was impossible to get lost in it. Some days I would take the first road that led into town. It would take us by the cemetery, and then by the high school, around the backside of town, and through a park, and eventually to the elementary school for our destination. Other days I might stay on Route 66 as it turned into the main drag into town, but then duck off into a side street and enjoy the architecture of the homes. On other occasions, if we were running a bit early, I might pass up all the quickest routes, drive beyond the roads that would take me to our destination, and then circle back around from the other end of town. And then within those, I would often take a little tangent here or there so that often every day was a little bit of a different route. And after taking a different route nearly every day for at least a month, Nathan finally asked me why I did that. Now, the answer I gave him is a lesson that I think my 40-year-old self needs to learn from my 18-year-old self. Here's what I learned. If you do the math, I worked 15 or 16 plus hours each day that summer. And so it's no wonder that I was so tired that I fell asleep while driving. Looking back at it now, I'm surprised I didn't do it more often. But the truth is, I never thought about the work. I only thought about the moment. I enjoyed the car ride with my friend. I enjoyed the time with the kids at camp. I even enjoyed my time flipping burgers at night. I enjoyed the sleep. 
<laughs> I didn't have any trouble sleeping, as you can imagine. When Nathan asked me why I took a different route each day, I told him that I didn't want to get in a rut. I wanted to take time to see other things than just the ones I see every day. I wanted to experience new things. I also told him that there was more than one way to get to our destination, so why take the same way every day? Isn't that brilliant? I don't think I fully appreciated how wise that was. In fact, I know I didn't. Now, as a 40-year-old, I can't tell you the last time I took a different way home. I don't know when I just enjoyed a drive and thought about the freedom of driving. I don't know when I last basked in the beauty of architecture or even took a moment to enjoy the work that I've been given the chance to do. I'm so busy being busy that I only ever think about how busy I am. Can I say that again? I'm so busy being busy that I only ever think about how busy I am. Is it just me? No, I know it's not just me. I hope it's not you too, but I know I'm not alone. So here's the deal. This week, on at least one occasion, I'm going to hop in my car, roll the windows down, and go for a drive. On top of that, I'm going to take the long way home from an errand and look for something new. I'm going to enjoy the work that I've been given and recognize it for the gift that it is. And I challenge you to do the same. In fact, call or write into the Friday Forum and tell me about your adventure. It's been said that life is what happens when we're busy making other plans. I think it's also true that life is what happens when we're busy thinking about other things. Life is what happens all around us every day. So let's all take a deep breath, open our eyes, venture off the beaten path, and enjoy it. I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Send in your Friday Forum contribution at goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback or 304-837-2278. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you'd share this podcast with a friend.